Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast. Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast, powered by Exabel. I'm Mark Fleming-Williams. In this episode, I speak to Sean Austin and Gerwin Schalk, the CEO and Chief Science Officer of Helios Life, a company on the cutting edge of alternative data. Helios takes natural language processing a step further by analyzing not just the words spoken in, for example, earnings calls, but actually delving into the tone and cadence of the speaker. This technology attempts to reveal what the speaker is actually feeling about what they're saying, allowing an analyst to expose potential mismatches. So I have been aware broadly of, um, of you know, whenever, you, whenever I've asked anyone in, in NLP for the last two to three years, you know, what's the next step? What's the big kind of the next, what's the cutting edge of NLP? Then I've always, I've heard several times that the kind of audio aspect, the tone, these, these aspects are the cutting edge. And this is great for me because this is actually the first time I've actually spoken to a practitioner and somebody who's actually kind of, you know, mastering it and, and, and is, and is chipping away at that cutting edge. So going, could you just talk a little bit more about what it entails and perhaps taking it from traditional NLP, which is, which is um, understanding words and understanding, you know, the text and, and breaking down how a sentence is structured and, and then removing sentiment from that in a, in a, in a, very complicated way, but but not as complicated as what we're about to discuss. Um, so, starting from the textual analysis, what's the what then? Where does how does the audio kind of lay onto that? Where does it where does it how does it work? Where does it fit in? Yeah, Mark, uh, that's a that's a great question. So, uh, as you point out, uh, the natural language processing is extremely important. Uh, it extracts um, uh, the words that uh, people are speaking. Um, and a lot of uh, studies in the social psychology literature over the past several decades have shown that, of course, the words um, are uh, that you're speaking are primary carrier of information. So if a human wants to communicate, they obviously use words to do that. And they, 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 there's information in those words that they're saying. Um, there's also information in other sources um, of 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 uh, information channels uh, when when we speak, uh, the body posture, uh, facial gestures, and the tone of the voice. Um, <clears throat> and actually, uh, what's interesting about that is that the uh, the tone of the voice is actually the one channel of information uh, that is the most direct reflection of what you really think. Um, words can be. Uh, manipulated, words can be chosen, words can be, people can be uh, coached to say certain words. And in fact, they are in the context of alternative data. Uh, executives are mentored and coached to say certain words and not to mention others, because they know that literally machines are listening. Um, and also, obviously, humans are listening, and uh, that their words have an effect. This, this, this battle, this battle, as I understand it, you know, it's been going on for a while in terms of, you know, essentially the NLP battle, and 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 what we're talking, what we're going to talk about is the use case of, of, for example, uh, earning statements. So a, a company executive um, releasing, re- well, a company releasing its its um, its earning statement and. 
uh, on the uh, and and the words that are used and the words which a um, a CEO might be might be reading out or might be might be using in their in their earnings call are um, are now. So the, the 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 previous battle, a previous battle that I heard about was a hedge fund kind of recognizing um, that when an earnings statement contained a certain number of or a large number of the word but, use of the word but, for example, that was supposed to actually suggest that there was much more negativity than actually existed in the earnings statement. Um, and so uh, so then there was money to be made from that as a strategy. But then people who presumably might have left that hedge fund and then gone to work in investor relations might have then said okay we've got to we got to we got to cut out the use of the word but because this is this is where the, this is where the, this is where the, where the, where the, where the battle is being fought at the moment and so this is kind of the next step in that battle of uh the words have now been kind of cleansed or or or, or kind of uh massaged to a certain extent and so potentially tone is the next is the next step of actually trying to detect what is essentially the truth um, against the the, the uh, attempts of the either investor relations people or the or the or the C-suite themselves to try and try and um, camouflage that truth? Well, Mark, that's uh, exactly right, and the and the tone of the voice is really uh, a a, um, a perfect uh, candidate for doing that because um, uh, it is uh, is as we mentioned, it's. It's really not too difficult for a person to change uh, the words that they are saying. Um, you can be trained not to say "but," for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more difficult to not sound depressed, n- to not get upset when you're being asked a certain question. Um, uh, so, if an executive is is being uh, faced with a, qu- a probing question about a toxic waste dump in Alabama that was just uh, discovered. Um, the executive knows what's going on with the toxic waste dump. And it's, it's, it's easy for them to say, oh, yeah, 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 that's not a problem. We've got this. Um, but when they really know that there is a big issue, um, it's hard not to uh, stutter. It's, not har- it's hard not to raise their voice. Maybe they get upset. Maybe they get angry. Um, so the tone of the voice, um, out of all the ways in which we humans uh, communicate, the tone of the voice is really uh, the one uh, uh, channel of information that is the most raw, if you so want, the most raw reflection, uh, direct reflection, and uh, really, in a way, unalterable uh, reflection uh, of what a person knows about the company. And that's, of course, in the context of alternative data and, and, and uh, investment funds, uh, that's, of course, exactly what, what people want to know. They want to know the truth. Um, and that's what we we are uh, setting out to uh, extract from uh, from uh, voice recordings. So, how does it work? Um, you are you are um, you're receiving these uh, voice recordings. Um, are, are you doing this live? Um, and and sorry. So, what does it look like? What is uh, what does your data set look like? What does the product look like? What are you what are you putting in, and what are you getting out? Right. So the the what we're receiving is essentially voice high quality voice recordings from uh, uh, essentially uh, by now all corporate communications uh, that are public in the United States. Uh, so those are primarily um, um, quarterly earnings calls. They may be conference calls, uh, maybe presentations, maybe other forms of corporate com- uh, communication. Um, 
uh, that's basically our input. And we derive from that input um, characterizations of the voice. You could call it a tonal fingerprint. Uh, what does uh, Tim Cook sound like uh, when he just delivered the, uh, uh, the latest earnings call? Uh, that's the product that we're providing. So this tonal fingerprint, this analysis of how a person sounds like. Now, specifically how we do that um, is uh, we have the algorithms uh, that will uh, study and analyze on a millisecond uh, basis uh, different aspects of a person's voice that we in our own research have found are relevant to uh, to this kind of task of decoding the person's emotion. So those are things like variations in uh, the pitch, the rhythm, the intonation, uh, the loudness, um, the number of pauses, uh, and things like that. So uh, that's what we're extracting uh, from the tone of the voice of an executive. So if, for example, um, during the uh, uh, Tim Cook has a certain kind of rhythm uh, during the uh, during the prepared remarks of an earnings call, um, and then he's been asked about uh, potential supply chain problems in China related to COVID uh, during the questions and answer period, uh, he may pause, uh, he may raise his voice, he may actually be upset. Um, and certain people do that in different ways uh, than others. Um, uh, Elon Musk, for example, is a total open book. Uh, in fact, he uh, is leading uh, an internal ranking of uh, the, the, the people that have uh, the, share the most information in the tone of the voice, and uh, which is actually a reason why in the past a, a big prediction that we've made was, was based on uh, Elon's voice. What was that prediction going? And how did that work with that, how did that, work with that specific uh, case with Elon's voice? Yeah, so this was uh, in uh, the fall of 2019 um, when we had studied uh, um, Elon's voice in their um, in their uh, quarterly earnings call in October of 2019, and we found uh, very specific tonal markers uh, that um, were very characteristic of. Um, unusually positive um, and, and very excited and exciting um, uh, intonation. Suppressed, suppressed excitement type thing. It, 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 exactly. And so what we did based on, based on that, we, we, uh, this wasn't something that we found in, you know, in hindsight, and now we talk about it in hindsight. This was actually so remarkable and so pronounced that, um, in uh, in in November, we actually made a prediction on stage in London, in fact, uh, that uh, uh, Tesla is going to break its all time high. And uh, so this was an extremely bold prediction um, and based on the on Elon's voice alone. And uh, four days later, um, uh, after after we 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 made that announcement on stage, uh, Elon uh, introduces the Cybertruck, which was one of his worst presentations ever. And the stock price dips and we are, you know, we're ripping our hair out. Um, and then uh, Tesla goes to the complete moon. Um, so that was a prediction that we've made. But the, so, uh, uh, again, live on stage in, in, in London. 
and the uh, uh, but the the concept is the same, of course, not just for Tesla, but for really all corporate communication, which is um, there is information uh, in the tone of the voice of an executive. And we know that we know that from human experience that people mm. people do that. They a lot of times they say things in a way um, uh, with with a certain tone where we know that what they're saying is really not quite true and doesn't match what they're saying. And, and, and that's really, I think, the, the biggest and the most innovative um, way to use these kind of data is in understanding when what they say in their words does not match the tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit, so the fact that you're learning people themselves and when they are excited and when they are worried, um, it, it, I, I initially, um, the, my, the first um, link I made with you was uh, the, the first um, thing I said to you off, off this call was that it, you're basically a polygraph detector um, because, because you're, you can tell when someone's lying. But actually, the more we speak, um, it, it's more like poker because you're actually recognizing the tells of that specific player. And so you're learning that player in, in terms of understanding, you know, when they're excited and it's the things they're not, they're trying not to show off. So that, you guys are kind of, you've met, you've made a mechanism out of poker, it seems to me. That, that's exactly right, Mark. And, and, and the poker is a great example because the poker face uh, is a great uh, example for the fact that, that humans actually a lot of times use uh, their facial expressions, their body posture and gestures um, in their words to manipulate others and to basically say things or emote things uh, that uh, are really designed to guide the communication, actively guide the communication or actively even manipulate others. Uh, the tone of the voice is much harder to manipulate in a certain way. If you're depressed, uh, you, you're sad, your grandmother passed away yesterday, um, it's much harder uh, to not show... Uh, that sadness in the tone of the voice when you communicate. It's much yeah. easier uh, to to say certain words and uh, that that sound happy and chipper. Uh, it's much more difficult to sound happy and chipper when in fact you're not. Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say one, one step further on that. And, and Elon's a, a perfect example. Gerwin brings it up. We we uh, saw the data, you know, uh, in 2019 sort of disclose this information, but we've of course paid attention and we know what uh, he's doing at Tesla, but. With Elon, he's sort of using his emotions, not because he can change the tone of his voice, like Gerwin's saying, but he's just more expressive of an individual. Talk about the individuality, Mark. That needs to be captured by machines in a world where I, th I think like Kathy Wood's latest uh, or her annual kind of remarks on, on the state of everything and her innovation, arc innovation, it's like 60% of algos are controlling trading. And, you know, you can't pin it down to a certain moment, but tr uh, certainly, Machines need to have this understanding. Quantitative traders need to have this understanding to capture the high fidelity of expressive individuals. So I think there's a natural evolution of the value of this product where at first there's less expressive individuals because machines aren't capturing it. And now we're talking about through this even discussion, right, and through everything we've done for the last two and a half years in the space and will continue to innovate on is that needs to be integrated, right? It's a matter of making the current algorithms understand the message as it is because individuals are different. So capturing the high fidelity needs to be there. And, you know, we're, we're excited about the fact we're able to provide that right now. Mm. To, play, to play devil's advocate, um, it strikes me that there's a risk that um, in that 2019, just before that 2019 call, 
um, Elon Musk might have just been told by Grimes that she was pregnant with their child. Um, and quite possibly that was the suppressed excitement that he might have been holding back while he was speaking about about the um, about the cyber truck. Uh, is that do you have a way of you know do you, do you see that as a risk do you have a way of, of de-risking that mark this is a, this is a fantastic question uh the uh it, it, it's really a great question it's of course uh um not to be argued that we're not an oracle uh the voice is not an oracle we cannot mind read we cannot know as you point out uh why elon is excited he may be excited for different reasons um, the, uh, what is the case though, that the tone of the voice does carry information. Uh, we can detect that, that information is not captured anywhere else. And that's, I think, important to, to say, you can, you can study fundamental information. You can study everything you know about Tesla, uh, that's available publicly. Um, the information that Elon gives away with his excitement is not available anyplace else. Yes, it's true that uh, the his excitement may come from other sources, but there, there's there's a, there's a good chance um, uh, that it's not, and that it in fact has to do with uh, what he in fact knows about the company. And so, what we what we're really arguing and what we're really um, um, adding to the space is not um, a definitive um, uh, oracle that will be right all the time. It's some piece of information that adds to all the other pieces of information out there um, that also by themselves are not 100% accurate. As we know, um, financial statements can be altered in a way and can be not necessarily illegally or obviously most of the time not illegally, but they can be mon monitored and they can be manipulated in a way uh, so as to generate a certain kind of picture. Um, the words can be that we just discussed. The words can be chosen in, in such a way so as to portray a certain picture. Um, and so uh, uh, that, that is not necessarily correct. And so the information that we are generating uh, will also not be correct all the time. But it, there is information uh, in, that, in that message. Uh, there is information that nobody else has. Um, and uh, we've shown and our customers are obviously demonstrating that, in fact, that information is valuable and that trading can be improved by incorporating that information uh, from the tone of the voice of those executives. So like with all of these things, um, the trick is to be and I, well, to not be lazy with it, essentially, not just go, oh, there it is. And that means, you know, without without digging any deeper, without comparing it to other sources, you know, no one would just treat no one would treat any single alternative data stream as as as, you know, gospel without looking at it within the context of all the others. So this is just this one. Among exactly. Many. Yeah. Um, OK. And so the fact that we are building. Um, so does this, it sounds to me like what you're building is a library of um, CEOs in terms of understanding what each one sounds like. Um, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're understanding what each sounds, one sounds like to the, to, the, to the level that perhaps their wives do, you know, in terms of knowing when they're happy and when they're sad and when they're, when they're, when they're whatever. Do you, have you had any, uh, obviously, obviously Helios Life has been going on for, for kind of two years now. Have you had 
the ability to to um, follow them as they moved across to a to a different company, for example. Do you do you does, is that how it works? When a CEO moves to a new company, then you know the guy. It doesn't matter who he's the which company is the CEO of. It's 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 all going to be the same the same tell. Yeah. So you're outlining exactly where our roadmap is pointing us for this year, and Gerwin could definitely you know extrapolate on some of these pieces. So where we were in 2020 and into 2021, I mean, this is now near uh, near the end of 2021, is keying on CEOs as the most uh, high fidelity, important individual speaking on a set of equities at uh, roughly over a thousand. What you're identifying, what you're discussing and talking about, you know, like temporal um, mapping of individuals, uh, talking about more than the CEOs, because certainly there's information contained in the CFO. Uh, on these calls, they have a, a perspective into the organization that certainly is very valuable. That's the reason they're on the calls and others who may be on it. And the number one request from customers, of course, is just more calls and more uh, companies to be tracked. So it's sort of in the same vein of what you're saying, Mark. So what we're extremely excited about is our brand new next gen product that comes out in about uh, well early Q1, uh, Comprehend Elite. And that goes directly in, into what we're talking about now. And Gerwin could extrapolate on, on some pieces, but getting more companies, allowing like what you said is tracking across time, having speakers directly identified. So now the CFO and the relationship, you know, the previous quarter with the CEO that may or may not have changed, all of that information is now going to be available to our customers and through our data product. For us, that's, you know, uh, 10X, 50X of possibilities uh, and value. So. It is uh, for us the perfect way to start a new year and directly in what you're saying, because that's what we know customers want. Yeah, 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 yeah. brilliant. What does the, um, what does the universe, so I, I, I'm still keen to get to the grips exactly. I, I, haven't, I haven't fully um, cleared it myself in my head in terms of exactly what the data looks like. So you've got sentiment and then you, do you tie it to what, the text is saying or do you leave the text to somebody else and essentially your does your data set say between you know minute one and one and three there was suppressed excitement and then between minute three and five there was a bit of apprehension and then somebody else ties it to the text or what does how what does it come out like yeah so the um uh we at the moment do not <clears throat> uh generate any information that has to do with text. Uh, there are other firms that are uh, uh, have been doing this for a long time, mm. and we have no intentions of competing with them. Uh, we focus uh, exclusively on uh, the, the tone of the voice. So uh, right now, the way we um, our own research has shown the data to be valuable uh, is in providing uh, a specific contrast between the prepared remarks, which is basically uh, the executive just essentially reading uh, their uh, financial projections and, and other thoughts about the firm um, and comparing and contrasting uh, their tone of the voice uh, in during those prepared remarks uh, with the information and the tone of the voice uh, during the questions and answer period. So in other words, do they, on average, raise their voice when they are being asked probing questions? Uh, are they um, are they more apprehensive uh, during the questions and answers uh, than during the the very emotionless uh, prepared remarks? Um, and this really goes to um, we're trying to get to know the executive basically. Mm. 
Uh, we're trying to design an algorithm that uh, that is like Elon's best friend uh, or spouse that know exactly how they how they communicate um, and 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 how they say certain things. Uh, so that's the, that's that's the product that we're providing right now is in in, in providing that contrast primarily between the prepared remarks and uh, the tone of the voice in the prepared remarks and the tone of the voice uh, in the uh, Q and A period. Uh, we we are also uh, uh, with uh, specific customers uh, working on uh, another generation of our product in which we actually break this out sort of as you as you indicated. Uh, specifically uh, to each question, to 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 the answer of, of of each question. Well, when when the executive was asked about the supply chain problems uh, related to COVID in China, uh, how does he sound in uh, with respect when he answers that particular question? Uh, perhaps he gets angry uh, answering that question. But his emotion is really rather flat, or perhaps even excited, uh, in response to other questions. Uh, that's that's basically the the next generation of our product. I think it's also important to recognize that uh, this is not an intellectual exercise. This is not uh, an academic uh, article uh, that is tr- trying to show that uh, there are different executives and they 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 show emotions. All of that has been shown. In the academic literature over the past several decades, we know we know that people show emotions. We show we know that those emotions show up in the in the tone of their voice, and we know that with 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 algorithms, we can we can extract that information. What is what is really at issue here um, is extracting information from the tone of the voice uh, that not only nobody else has, uh, but that is also valuable. So. Uh, the uh, the I think the the important thing to recognize here uh, is that we have to do a lot of internal research to understand how uh, the information that we're actually extracting is actually valuable in the context of uh, financial trading, and so uh, and and th- and 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 that's why we found a particular value uh, in studying the uh, the. Uh, answers to uh to the questions more so than the more stereotypical uh, uh prepared remarks uh that the mm. executives are giving yeah makes sense is when they lose control a bit um what do the what do the customers look like at the moment is it the um is it the most sophisticated hedge funds who are who are trying to keep at the cutting edge of, of what's available or is there a wider usage at the moment or is it into the corporate where where, where are you seeing the demand right now yeah, so we have uh, a combination actually of products out in the marketplace now to, to directly answer it. The demand is certainly from the more sophisticated uh, quantitative hedge funds. So those, of course, are already uh, spending quite a deal around data sources on equities. And right now, even specifically earnings calls analysis, uh, that has been really the sweet spot for us. It makes, I guess, as we've just discussed uh, through this entire show, I mean, the combination is just incredibly valuable. Uh, certainly, you know, no, you know, no one's even had access to a data source like this at scale. So there's a lot of things going for it where, you know, there's budget for a high performing quant fund. Um, we've seen that just be extremely, you know, exciting for them and, and come on board. <clears throat> what I would mention, though, is kind of t- to the point, Mark, is there is uh, for right now a product uh, that allows us to condense right now being used 
by a, a select, uh, really like uh, chosen select partners for a um, condensed feed. So think about it like a sentiment score versus a entire fingerprint that you would combine. Uh, the fingerprint being the more advanced, you know, more uh, systematic product and the condensed single score being sort of a, an analog to get involved and be, you know, easily able to adapt this to your portfolio. We've seen that as a very interesting uh, product when you think about, you know, uh, basically lower assets under management, potentially smaller teams that need to really be effective with their spends, you know, in a way, not potentially as sophisticated, but not all teams are, are equal size and things like that. We've all been in smaller teams versus larger ones. So a way for them to take advantage of it uh, and get a sentiment, a tonal sentiment score uh, is available right now. Really uh, just being explored in the space again with select partners. And I'd mentioned, which to us is uh, kind of like a new world too, is uh, around July, August of this year, we formed a partnership with ERA, which is a, a fantastic financial you know, fintech uh, company and platform that brings an audio across to all sorts of events. So they are in essence, a dashboard that lets uh, individuals, corporate, uh, so IROs, it would be you know fundamental or less systematic customers, potentially systematic customers, people log in and view and hear and replay uh, calls of all sorts, right? So now they have access to our tonal sentiment score and have that integrated into the dashboard as well. So in the same, again, vein of what you're asking, we see a world where this can be incorporated in, in a just multitude of ways. Uh, primary, again, is that quant, you know, hardcore API feed that you can pull in, in near real time integrated and get the tonal fingerprint and thousands and thousands of equities, soon global equities. But we do know that there's a lot of customers out there. So we don't want to, in the end of the day, um, limit ourselves, limit what the possibilities are with tonal. There is certainly a roadmap and uh, a way to get it out there. So Gurren had mentioned working closely with some quants is, uh, is a win, I think, for everyone. But there is a um, power of voice that can be all over the place. Think about Bloomberg News or CNN or, or Mad Money, right? Uh, those are audio files too. You know, there could be a uh, never-ending tracking of where Elon's talking, you know, YouTube, all these events where he's having discussions. Uh, there's a very uh, near-term and real future where we can pull that all in and offer in certain um, end formats for customers that are all in financial services. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking I've, I've, my mind has run away while we were while we were talking actually, Sean. I'm thinking um, I, I I once read a book called uh, The Truth Machine when I was when I was young, um, and it was essentially a thought experiment of of uh, if the polygraph test essentially had been standardized and made reliable enough that you could always tell if somebody was telling the truth. And so people just got them fitted on their arms on wristbands. And so if someone lied, then it would go red. And if, and if they, if they told the truth, it would go green and it just reshaped society essentially, because everyone could start relying on anything that anyone else has said to be true. And, and, you know, then the book, then the book explored it through. But uh, as again, you're not exactly a, a truth machine, but I wonder if, you know, if you make it easy and quick to rapidly get to the truth of what someone is feeling, um, then first of all, the sophisticated people in society might start using it uh, in their in their social interactions. But it might it might spread wider as well. Do you see a do you see a broader future for this kind of analysis actually actually breaking into our lives on a on a wider basis? Yeah, we. I mean, we see it going very far. I mean, to take that for just one second, we know that in uh, the medical domain, there are, uh, you know, early onset Parkinson's detection companies now that are using uh, tonal fingerprints in their own certain way, in their own certain domain. 
to be able to uh, detect these things, right, and have it systematically integrated in, in that entire stack. So, you know, miles away from where we are and what we're focused on and what we can do. But when we talk mm. about like societal impact from tonal analysis, uh, it's going to absolutely follow what we've seen with companies like Chorus. So Chorus AI, conversational analytics for sales, they provide a suite of really NLP tools. Again, not directly for fin, uh, traders, right? Not for the investment community, but in that case, much closer because there could be sales at Bloomberg within the trading community or platforms or technology platforms for financial services who could utilize something like that. And those are being gobbled up now for near billion dollar uh, acquisition marks because of the immense volume of voice out there mm. and the immense value that's contained within it. So we think about for our, our world, uh, a little swizzle on, like you said, not a, uh, Gerwin and I don't have in Q2 a hardware device to be shipped to every hedge fund and CEO in the world yet. Mm. Uh, so they can strap it on. <laughs> that'll be, uh, that'll be maybe the next year. But what we do believe and do very clearly see evidence of, and now customers getting value of is this world where not, you know, again, like you said, not so much a lie detector so much, but as exposing this high fidelity stream, you know, uh, capturing those expressive individuals like Elon and now systematically having access to it, it basically is like turning on a faucet from a little drip to a full stream. So mm. we think about it more in the, I think, uh, widespread positive connotation. Those are just so much more available back to, you know, sort of what I mentioned in the very beginning. There's so much more available that having that at, you know, at your fingertips quantitatively through a dashboard, whatever the case is, really where is where everything needs to go. And uh, luckily, we're able to be pushing that forward in certain ways right now. Um, and innovating upon it that that may be we may find uh and i don't want to end on a on a on a dark note but it it, it that one <laughs> but one uh, but one uh repercussion could be that it could become a, everyone could be much more controlled about what they say and and be much more uh, wary of showing any emotion because it will be so kind of detected and and, and broken down i i hope it doesn't turn out like that because because it could start being a little, a little we could rather than being su sub, uh, sub superseded by the robots then we could become them but i you know again <laughs> well we right should, we like, like like any technology right yes. there's a uh, inherent you know potential there you know social media you can talk about that for for days on a podcast but there's True. certainly not pure evil uh in there it certainly has you know positive and negative ramifications we uh we, i know we we talk about this so much with elon internally and mentioned the story there is uh, uh, what we believe already the world recognizes that. So it's not through a tap like we're providing or a data feed, but we see that type of CEO and his communication style and what he's providing in sort of a full on, you know, stream of information that there is a huge positive to it. I think people are getting more, the markets are reacting to it. They're priced in now to uh, what the company's value is. And we think that's a, a great example of how like you said, the, the negative is everyone starts clamming up. I think the opposite is what we're seeing already happen even without our product out in the world. And we hope actually there's more Elons essentially out there doing innovative companies. People can tap into it systematically or non uh, and really have market efficiencies yeah. uh, take over in a positive way. Yeah, that 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 absolutely is the positive side. Actually, is that if people have nothing to it's the people who have nothing to hide who will who will perhaps rise to the top and succeed. And maybe you'll be rewarded for for transparency. 
Um, exactly. And uh, and yeah, so yeah, that's a much more positive positive ending. I'm very glad you uh, you, you turned that around. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't need to be robots. But, yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. No, it's been a roller coaster this last few minutes. But um, cool. Well, Sean, go and fascinating stuff. I knew it would be. Um, thanks so much for uh, for coming and sharing this uh, this obviously cutting edge technology and, and cutting edge data. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be watching with interest to see how it how it spreads and how it becomes kind of the norm in the way that we've we've talked about but um but best of luck with it both thank absolutely you. we appreciate it thank you mark fantastic thank you